It's Know Your Enemy Day, and the day that a lot of people have been looking forward to is Ole Miss takes on Auburn. Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn will be in the house. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hey, the Rebels play the Auburn Tigers Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. This is a chance that you can listen to the game with David Kellum and the Rebels hometown crew by using SiriusXM on Channel 191 or on the SXM app, searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis. And this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Today, we are going to do Know Your Enemy. We're going to talk to Zach Blackerby. And Auburn is not as jacked up and excited as, honestly, we were all hoping they would be because I was assuming this show would be a lot of fun and and really cool to deal with. Um, But they're down a little bit. We'll talk to Zach about that. We'll find out what they're doing at quarterback, Quinshawn going back, those storylines in the game. Should be pretty good indeed. But before we get started, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for a deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first, first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Prize picks, really good stuff to deal with indeed. Anyway, so... We talked with Zach Blackerby about the Ole Miss-Auburn game that is going to be Saturday night, and we do this every week talking about it. You're going to get my official prediction of the game as it goes on at the end of that. But I haven't, you know, we haven't recorded that by the time of me recording this, so I don't know exactly what how it's what is said and how it goes and things like that. But all I do know without hearing a word of it is it was a ton of fun. Anyway, let's go. It is Ole Miss football week against the Auburn Tigers, and I am Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss, alongside Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn. And this is the show that everybody over the last six months have waited for, but Auburn just hasn't kind of lived up to the build where there's so much excitement. I was thinking Auburn fans were going to be trolling me just incessantly this week, and it it almost feels like I'm kicking a puppy, Zach. Uh, I mean, it's not a good spot, right? Losing three in a row. And I think the timing of this game is unfortunate Mm. for the Auburn side of this. Going into the season, I thought Auburn would lose these four games in a row. I know going into the season, you picked Ole Miss to lose this game. We'll see if that's changed or not towards the end of the show. But I think there's two ways to look at it. You know, is Auburn just low? Are they they feeling sorry for themselves? They got embarrassed down in Baton Rouge coming out of a bye week. Do they respond and say, you know what? No, this can't happen anymore. Or do they let these games kind of beat them more than once? It could go either way. Yeah, that's a situation like LSU and Alabama. They traditionally have built that built that up to where you lose the next week after you lose to Alabama. They, they, they could beat you up pretty good. I guess that psyche effect that they yeah. could have. And heck, Auburn's gotten Georgia and LSU over the span of a couple of weeks. And that can't be very good. And I guess the main storyline coming out of the Plains right now is 
Who do we think is going to take the snaps at quarterback? Boy, uh, I mean, my guess, my guess, Stephen, is Peyton Thorne, just because that's what we've seen every other game so far. Hugh Freeze was asked about it earlier in the week, and of course, he's very honest, as you know, for uh, for, his his Ole Miss days back in the day, but he kind of kept everything close to the chest. So my guess is Peyton Thorne starts short leash. Robbie Ashford, uh, Robbie Ashford gets some substantial playing time throughout the game. That's that's my guess because that's kind of what we've seen so far. Let me ask you this, Stephen. Which quarterback scares you more if you're having to defend those two? Oh, Robbie Ashford. It's not, it's not even close, close at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's a situation like Auburn does not have the talent offensively to getting to a scoring match with Ole Miss. Right. So you have to imagine that Auburn is going to do what Georgia Tech did to Ole Miss. And it's weird me talking about Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech actually had a really good plan. And their plan was simply to just make it second and six, third and two, first and ten. And they do that consistently down the field, don't beat themselves, have seven-minute drives. Ole Miss had three possessions offensively in the first half of the Georgia Tech game. That is the blueprint for the Auburn Tigers, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think Tulane did that in the first half against Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, and it was working pretty well, if I remember correctly. So I'm with you, Stephen. This is an Auburn offense that can run the football. They just don't do it as much as I think that they should. Auburn didn't run the ball against LSU, which anybody can run the ball against LSU. Uh, They didn't run it till their third possession. (laughs) And you had to think that was their game plan, right? Keep Jane Daniels off the field. You know, I think LSU's offense is prolific because Jane Daniels is exceptional. I think Ole Miss's offense is prolific because it's Lane Kiffin's offense. And it's the same game plan, I think. Now, we'll see if Auburn shifts how they attack it, but I'm with you. Longer drives, keep the defense uh, off the field so they can kind of ready and prepare for what Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart are going to throw their way, Stephen. But we haven't seen them do that. This is uh, this is a, an Auburn team that Hugh Freeze wants to run his RPO stuff. And he was asked earlier in the week, it's like, okay, well, are you still going to run all this RPO stuff even before you have the guys that you want on the team to actually be able to run it? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to. It's who I am. This is what I was successful at Ole Miss and Liberty and then hopefully eventually Auburn. So I think this is kind of the offense that you're going to get uh, out of Auburn. And if they don't make big adjustments, I think Saturday could look really bad for Auburn. So they got to run the ball in first and second down more. Yeah, it, it, this is a situation in this game, and I, I know I'm coming across smug. I get that. Um, so before you get into the comments and talk about that, I get it. But if Ole Miss plays their best Saturday. Yeah, just real quick. Pete, I think people think that you and I dislike each other. Because, no, not because at all. Because of our fan bases that we represent. <laughs> but you and I, uh, we talk almost every day. We're uh, mm-hmm. We're good buddies. So – um, no, you can be as smug as you want. I love it. Yeah. But if Ole Miss plays their best and Auburn plays their best, their absolute best, Ole Miss mm-hmm. wins this game. Sure. So what Auburn needs to do is to figure out a way to make Ole Miss not play their best. And, and A, that's kind of football one-on-one, right? Right. Uh, so you need Ole Miss to help out Auburn's game, Auburn's offense. Because if you look at Auburn's offense this season, it's pretty laborious and you have to help the Auburn offense out for them to put drives together to be effective. Sure. So Auburn needs to figure out a way defensively to force turnovers, to force penalties. You might see a situation where the defensive line is shifting quickly, all of that high school stuff to where you can get five yards 
they can do that because they need Ole Miss to get off the field offensively, and they need to find a way to keep their first 11 on the field defensively because the first 11 on the Auburn defense is pretty good. The second 11 is mm, and the third 11's abysmal. Right. Uh, but the first 11, if they can use those, I think you can slow down offenses, Ole Miss's offense enough to where maybe you get into a 17 to 13 type game and the ghost of Jordan Hare and all of that stuff and the crowd can get juiced up. Maybe that happens. Yeah, but, that's got to be the goal, Stephen. Mm-hmm. It has to be if you're if you're the Auburn side of this. Make Lane Kiffin go for it on fourth down a million times again. That that that'd be great too. Um, but yeah, I mean, totally force Ole Miss to have to throw the football. I really think that's the move here. I don't think you can let Quinchon Judkins beat you. I think you have to rely on your strength as an Auburn defense, which is stopping the run. And you hope that Ron Roberts can scheme open some pass rushing lanes and create some mismatches where you can kind of get a free run on Jackson Dart every now and then. I think that's what you're going to have to do. Jackson Dart, it seems like his weakness is not seeing intermediate defenders. It seems like he's good at seeing corners and safeties. I think it's the intermediate defenders that give him a little trouble. So you look at Auburn's linebackers, not great in coverage. Those guys have to lean out over their skis a little bit to stop this passing attack on Saturday. That's honestly one of the more important uh, mismatches that I'm looking at. You know, it's an interesting thing that Auburn people might know about. Now, you probably – Talking to Jake Crane kind of got that um, talk about Jackson Dart. Yeah. Um, this year, Jackson Dart has made such an improvement over the middle of the field and especially on the second level because me and Jake had that same conversation about not seeing linebackers and yeah. things like that. And against LSU, Jackson Dart over the middle of the field just completely lit those guys up um, through the tight end position and the slot receiver. One big position storyline to watch out is Jordan Watkins is probably not going to play this game. He has a broken hand. He heard it during the bye week. He's, He's old Mrs. Slot, lead, slot receiver, slot receiver, leading receiver, um, couple of touchdowns, really good football player. Now Lane Kiffin yeah. is saying, Hey, he expects him to play, but the guy had surgery for a broken hand on Wednesday before the bye, you know, the bye week. If he gets back in the Auburn game, I just I, I just don't see it. But what yeah. you're going to likely see is Dayton Wade, who has been playing on the outside all year. He profiles as an NFL-type slot receiver. He's probably mm-hmm. going to play that slot position, and they're going to move Zachary Franklin. He'll finally get his reps that Zachary Franklin was recruited to get. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I guess mm-hmm. uh, a guy that will be covering him on some of those – uh, potentially is Keontae Scott. He had an incredible start to the season. Auburn's nickel or star position, whatever you want to call it. Um, middle of the field defensive back. And he was exceptional to start the year. He's been banged up a little bit. He was seen at practice earlier this week. So Auburn would really, really like to see him. And then the other guy that's probably been Auburn's best player, not just defender, but I think Auburn's best player so far this year is Jalen Simpson. He, he missed some time. He kind of got hurt going into the bye week. He did not look fully 100% coming out of the bye week against LSU last week. So his health is certainly something that I'm looking at too. And just to see how they use Jalen Simpson to potentially slow down this Lane Kiffin offense. Yeah, and when we come back, we are going to talk about um, which players that we are expecting to step up. And we'll yeah. dig a little bit deeper into that as well. I'm here with Zach Blackerby. I'm with Locked On Ole Miss. He is with Locked On Auburn, and we are having just a fun crossover time, just two friends talking football. That's what we're doing today. That's right. That's right. right. 
Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. You know, Prize Picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You can just select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. You know, you test your skills on Prize Picks this football season, and testing them has been my most exciting way to play fantasy daily sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Now, Zach. I got to know, is there any players that you're like feeling more that you're expecting that you could just it, um, more would be a good pick this weekend? More. Uh, probably Quinshawn Judkins rushing yards. I would say whatever the lines for Robbie Ashford is, I will take them higher. Um, and then any Auburn receiver, I'm going to probably take the under until I see otherwise. Yeah, and in situation, I, I would take Trey Harris more than whatever his number is. He he is probably going to come back and be an avenger and take Dayton, Dayton Wade. He's kind of the secret weapon like I talked about earlier in the week on my podcast. Anyway, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit matchup to 100 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code Locked on college, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-L-L-E-G-E for a first deposit matchup to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Also, college football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games. You can go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, we were talking about, in the first segment, the main storylines going in this game. Now the question becomes now, who are the players that we think are going to step up? Who are the ones that are going to make this game what it's going to be? And Zach, I think the focus for Ole Miss fans is going to be the Auburn defense and specifically the front seven of the Auburn defense with Quinshawn coming to town. What what kind of scenario is that looking like? Yeah, let's start with the interior. They brought in uh, Justin Rogers, the former five-star from Kentucky, and he was kind of Jason Jones's backup for a long time. Now Justin Rogers is getting more snaps than Jason Jones. We may see both of those guys on the field at the same time. We'll certainly see. But the, the key guy up front is Marcus Harris. Marcus Harris is really probably outperformed. He's probably the biggest sleeper on anybody else. In fact, NFL scouts and senior bowl personnel, they're, uh, they're tweeting about Marcus Harris all the time, talking about how much they love his game. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. And then Steven, I, the linebackers, I think have been kind of all over the place and they went to the portal and got a bunch of dudes. Um, Austin keys is a guy who may come back this week. He was kind of the number one guy throughout fall camp. Of course, you guys know Austin keys very well, the former Ole Miss, linebacker we'll see if he plays and how much he plays but he was a starter to start the season before he injured his I believe it was his wrist that he injured so we'll see but Auburn hasn't really had a dude step up at linebacker outside of Eugene Asante and he kind of started the season hot and then it's kind of trickled off a little bit now that teams know the game plan for him so looking at that when Ole Miss has the ball who do Auburn fans need to be looking for 
Um, obviously, Quinshawn Jenkins, 55 right. miles down the road is Pike Road, Alabama. That I don't care what Quinshawn says. He says he's not trying to prove anything and all that. But whenever you play a school that's 55 miles away, you're going to be a little bit more juiced up when you get on the field. Just like when K.J. Jefferson has played Ole Miss. He's yeah. from 50 miles down the road. Um, so I imagine Quinshawn is going to be the thing. But everybody knows that. Um, but Trey Harris, six touchdowns and three or four games this season. He's He's been injured. Really yeah. good deep threat. Really good wide receiver. Completely ate up LSU whenever they played. And Ulysses Bentley the fourth, This running back that has been a revelation over the last couple of weeks nearly two 100-yard games playing spot duty. He has like 37 carries for nearly 300 yards. Really good player. Nobody yeah. is able to tackle this guy one-on-one. Um, and Caden Priestcorn is another one that everybody needs to look at. He he was injured to start the year. He came back really for the LSU game was his first game back. Um, so he's two games in. He He's going to be a guy over the middle of the field that kind of replaces the production that Jordan Watkins was giving you. All right, Stephen, let's switch it now. When Auburn has the football, which Ole Miss defenders do they need to be concerned with? Okay, who's playing quarterback? <laughs> let's say Peyton Thorne. Okay, Peyton Thorne, the main situation, Ole Miss is probably going to go big in that scenario if Peyton Thorne is playing football. You will see Stephon Wynn and J.J. Pegues, an Auburn transfer yeah. on the defensive line. Jared Ivey, you will see them get a little bit bigger because they don't have to worry as much about the quarterback run. Now, Peyton Thorne is a better runner than he looks like, but he is not Robbie Ashford. Sure. If Robbie Ashford's in the game, Ole Miss is going to go a little bit smaller. You'll see Santarian Perkins, who is basically a Harold Perkins clone, who is a true freshman that's coming in, has three and a half, four sacks already. He was the spy on Jalen Milrow. He's the spy on Jaden Daniels. Any type situation, he comes in and do that. And Ladarius Tennyson, who has been moved from the secondary to linebacker, another Auburn transfer, both of them on the outside are going to be responsible for uh, spying Robbie Ashford. Now, Ashanti Seastrunk, who at one time, whenever Austin Keys did go to um, Auburn, it looked like Ashanti Seastrunk was going to go over there as well at the last minute. Seastrunk changed his mind. Seastrunk has turned into kind of the alpha dog in that linebacker room at Ole Miss, and it has been an SEC Defensive Player of the Week um, this year. I think it was um, against Arkansas he was. Secondary? Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about corner. I, I, I do. And Ole Miss in the early part of the season had a problem giving up explosive plays at safety. That seems to have gone away as well. well I, Auburn, I, I, Auburn can't get explosive plays against anybody up to this yeah, point. So well, I don't even know if that's relevant at this point. But, yeah, I mean. And, well, and Mercer I think, had an explosive. Uh <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I, I don't know, but but yeah, whatever. Was, yeah. So I mean, as far as you know, Auburn guys that are going to play, um, I think Rivaldo Fairweather is mm -hmm. certainly the the main guy. He's he's a tight end, but he's played more snaps at the slot than attached to the line of scrimmage. And in fact, last week they started him at wide receiver, and so they could put other tight ends on the field. Um, so we'll certainly see what that looks like. But I think Rivaldo Fairweather and Jay Fair, those are the guys that are commanding the most targets. And rightfully so. I think that's earned. Auburn fans are still just waiting for Camden Brown. He's a big wide receiver on the outside. We're waiting for Cam Brown to take that step forward. They threw it to him twice in a row. And then that was it uh, against LSU. And Auburn fans are like, come on, give us more Cam Brown. So I think that's going to be somebody that maybe they involve more. 
moving forward. And then Caleb Burton is a slot guy. He, he was at Ohio State last year. They started him for the first time last week. They threw to him twice. He caught both of his catches. So we'll see. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Then we all know Jarquez Hunter, one of the better runners in this league when he's given an opportunity. I think Jarquez Hunter is going to be a big part of what they try to do running the football on um, on Saturday. Yeah, and it's real interesting. And I, I tell want to tell Auburn fans, I, I as somebody who has been through this exact same thing in 2012, that Ole Miss team went six and six and went to the Birmingham Bowl and won it. The difference between this Auburn team and that Ole Miss team is that Bo Wallace is probably a little bit better starting quarterback than Peyton Thorne because Barry Brunetti is basically Robbie Ashford. It was the same type situation, the rotations, the whole nine yards. But just remember, the next year they won eight. The next year they won nine, and they went to the Peach Bowl. So, yeah, I and I don't even know if it all is on Peyton Thorne. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with your take about Bo Wallace versus Peyton Thorne. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But like Peyton Thorne is better than the production that you know shows up in the box score. I don't know if it's a, a disconnect. I don't know if the the receivers are even worse than we realize. I, I don't know, but. The bottom line is it isn't working, Stephen, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so that's why I've been kind of saying, like, Robbie Ashford, it's his turn. It's his turn. Peyton Thorne has not done enough to keep that job. And so I'm fascinated to see what that situation looks like, who takes the most snaps for Auburn on Saturday. I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, the funny thing is for Auburn, if they get through this weekend, and let's say they take a loss this weekend and everybody's down, but then there's four games that's just unbelievably winnable for Auburn football. 100%. Yeah, going into the season, Stephen, I, I I said Auburn was going to lose these four. I said they're going to lose mm -hmm. these four in a row to A&M, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss, but I still had them going 7-5. and five. I still think Auburn's a 7-5 and five football team when it's all said and done, if they can pull it off this Saturday against Ole Miss, I really firmly believe eight and four is on the table. And boy, would that be a crazy feat for Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. But if Auburn wins those four games, if they beat, what is it, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and New Mexico State, and Alabama is coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, do you not think that place will be absolutely juiced? Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to win at Jordan Hare Stadium if you're not Auburn. I think it's gonna I think Jordan Hare Stadium is gonna play a factor on Saturday, mm -hmm. um, just because it has historically in this matchup. I don't think there's any question, Stephen. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. Auburn's got their toughest two remaining games at home, Ole Miss and Alabama, and we'll see uh, we'll see if Jordan Hare does enough. The the Jordan Hare, some people call it voodoo, some people call it juju, some people say. Uh, all sorts of, the ghost that's fine that's mm -hmm. fine you know it, it's a real thing for whatever reason it's a real thing yeah as just the back-to-back -back game when, when was it 2014 where you had the hail mary against georgia and then the kick six the immediate following week that's the, weird things happen there yeah that's right that's right <laughs> so, no question about it no question yeah. about it when we come back, we are going to get into previews of this game and talk a little bit more. It's it's a shame and a weird situation, me being the voice of reason to Auburn fans, but, I mean, I'll do it if I have to. But this has been the Locked On Ole Miss and Locked On Auburn podcast, so stick around for that. I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Chase Medical. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. You have unrest in the Middle East. There's fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and more. These can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. 
That's why the Jace case was invented. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose those medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. You can also buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On, all one word, at jasemedical.com. The Rebels play the Auburn Tigers Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time. This is a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew, and I'm sure Auburn has their dude as well that everybody wants to listen to. You can catch every play of their hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 191 or the Auburn Tigers on Channel 192 on the SXM app. Search Ole Miss Rebels or Auburn Tigers, and you can listen to it. How you doing, Zach? I'm good, man. Let's uh, let's get into the predictions for Saturday. Yeah, it's a situation that I go back and forth. And I was on the, I guess, the war rapport Mm -hmm. um, last night. And he asked me, like, the ultimate homer, everything goes right, Ole Miss prediction. He asked um, my, what do I think is actually going to happen prediction. Right. And I started to think about what's going on. I think this is a situation to where, A, don't do anything if you're Ole Miss to give juice to that Alabama or that Auburn crowd. Ooh, I'm sorry Whoa now. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. No, you're right though. Yeah. You, you don't want to feed You don't want to give Auburn any sort of momentum for sure. Yeah. No fourth downs, no turnovers, none of that stuff. Make Auburn's offense responsible for putting juice in that building. And if you do that, I think Ole Miss can win this game and upwards of a 42 to 10 type score. If everything goes wow. right, but this is what I think is actually going to happen. Yeah. I think Ole Miss I think that line is about right. The line right now, I think on FanDuel, our, um, Ole Miss is favored by six and a half points or so. I think Ole Miss gets up 24 to 10. Auburn scores a touchdown late. It's right close to that line. I think Ole Miss wins the game 24 to 17. Okay, I think that's a good score. I, and, and I'm in the same ballpark as you. And of course, worst case scenario, I'm with you. I mean, that could totally happen. We saw it happen against Auburn, against LSU last weekend. Steven, I think, I think Hugh Freeze knows that they can run the football. And with it being at home, I think you're going to see him change things up a little bit and run the ball on first down, quit putting Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford, whoever's at quarterback, in these constant third and eight situations. You know he wants to win this game. You mm-hmm. know this one was circled as soon as he took the job. Because of the one, he was there. Then two, just the offseason drama. I mean, he was, you know, competing with other people for this job. We'll leave it at that. And and I just think this one means more. And there's a lot of folks that are saying, yeah, it might mean more, but it's not going to change how he prepares for it. I don't think that's true. I, I think this one means more. I think he's got more juice this week. Um, and the fact that it's at home, Auburn also is having like a ridiculous amount of high profile recruits in the stadium. He did it for Georgia. They almost pulled off something incredible, and it was almost like a it was almost like a moral victory because the recruits loved it so much. I think he knows what's at stake here: the fact that you're able to get all of these guys to pay attention to Auburn 
and you can make another sales pitch to them after you got clobbered by LSU, you only get so many chances. And I think you're going to see Hugh Freeze kind of do things that he doesn't typically do. Maybe a little less RPO, maybe more running the football um, on, you know, just designed runs early in uh, early in the downs. So I think Auburn upsets Ole Miss. I think it happens in Jordan-Hare Stadium this Saturday. I think the score is about the same. I think Auburn scores about 24 points. I think Ole Miss scores about 17 to 20 points. I think the Auburn defense does what it needs to do. I think they're more healthy now than they have been uh, pretty much this entire season. And the fact that it's Jordan-Hare Stadium, um, historically, this is how, kind of just how this game goes. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with history on this one. And I think Auburn pulls it off. Hey, and as everybody would expect, our predictions are what they are. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, all season I've kind of actually been predicting Ole Miss to win this game. But as the as it goes on, and I talk to some of these players and some of the folks within the program, I think the loss last week bothered this team. Mm-hmm. Some of it was probably embarrassment, whatever. And you can respond to that in two different ways, right, Stephen? We talked about that a second ago. I think they're dialed in. I think this is going to be a chance for Auburn to really kind of do something at home. It's a six o'clock kick central time. It's going to be under the lights. It's going to be a tough place to play if you're in a, if you're a road team. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Tigers. Yeah. And by the way, Lane Kiffin cut off media access to the media this week. So he, he appears to be jazzed up about this game. He no should matter be. What, this is yeah. a big game. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. So we'll see exactly what happens. Six o'clock Saturday night, Jordan-Hare Stadium, ESPN. I told you where to listen to the SXM broadcast. You know, search Ole Miss Rebels or Auburn Tigers. Zach, thank you very much for stopping by today. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and thank you for making our show your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Zach, Have a good one this week, man. And we don't play next year, but we'll figure out a way to do a crossover again. Yeah, absolutely. Auburn and Ole Miss will do something to each other. They they always do. Yes. 